What is Welcome to the Wild Avid Podcast. Here's your host, Will and David. Will David. Yep, he came out with that name. That's that's what he's sticking with. I don't. I'm reminds, sure I won't stick it with it. Reminds me of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We are wild stallions. Yeah, so that's not going to be the name of the podcast. Uh, we settled actually on the NVG podcast. Uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast. I said podcast too many times. So, I think we should introduce ourselves, and then we can just kind of cut the clip in there. Nobody wants to know who I am. So, I just will. Introduce yourself, darn it. <laughs> Hi, my name is David. <laughs> I'll find some way to work with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and who are you? Oh, I don't want to be here. <laughs> Well, this is my co-host, Will. My name is Will. <laughs> I'm here against my Against my Will. <laughs> wow. Maybe I should think of a different pun for the word Will every time. And then... Or we or we have code names. Actually, one of the podcasts that I listen to, they do that. I don't really want to give my name. Oh, no, no. No, they do every... They Everybody already knows their names, but yeah. Oh. Every every episode they kind of they just do like in my name today is I'm gonna be Son Goku. I, I, I won't remember. Hmm? I won't remember throughout the podcast. No, no, that but that's just today. I know I, I won't. I you won't don't remember. Have to call the other person by that, but it's just you. Okay, Son Goku. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying though? Like if you're watching something yeah. or if you're playing something, and suddenly you're like. Oh, I want to be Tsubasa, i.e. the character from Tokyo Mirage Studio. Oh, I show. don't remember these names. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm sure you are playing something. So today I'm Kratos. That would be kind of something to go with. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so you, you, you kind of get the whole gist of it. Now. Yeah, awesome. It's really good. You should play it. It's oh, about well. Norse mythology. I hear you like it. I, I love Norse mythology. So I take it we're already getting into uh, kind of uh, things we're excited about. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited for that. Yeah, but you've already started it, so I guess not really. I'm still excited to go play it. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's this whole thing is just going to be a matter of getting used to It's going to be very much getting used to it. And not just that, like, so for me, I can't 100% take it seriously <laughs> it's really really hard but there i mean just in general i don't really take very much stuff seriously anyway so that's fine that's fine that's cool that's cool exactly that's cool that's cool so anyway. all right so are you watching any shows recently i just started the handmaid's tale which the what handmaid's tale on hulu oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay all right that, tell me all about it i can't why because i don't want to ruin it it's only in the second season. 
Um, that's the that's that's the end thing they do these days is spoil shit. Well, I'm not spoiling anything, but here's what I'll, do, I'll tell you about. It's one of those shows where you get you in order to get into it, you have to have kind of like a a reference point. Otherwise, the show can be a little disturbing. What do you, what do you mean reference point? You have to kind of. I, it feels like the only way I got into it is because somebody described it to me ahead of time, like what the premise of the show was. Oh, so you, so opposed, you're not like what the. F- fuck is going on exactly yeah. exactly that's that's what happened when i watched uh god damn it uh it was on hulu too it was the show with jesse from breaking bad you know you know what i'm talking about oh the uh the cult it's not the cult but it's, it feels like it's yeah I, I think like i know which one you're talking about though uh <laughs> i can't even think of the, I can't even like think the that prayer thing. or something like that or not the prayer, prayer. I don't know. Hmm. all right show <laughs> Jesse from Breaking Bad. Oh. Did that actually work? Wow, that really worked. Typing that in. So it's called The Path. Okay. The Path. Okay. It was definitely one of those shows where I wish I knew what it was about. Like, because I'm watching it and I'm just like, what is going on? I don't understand. This is boring. It, it was that bad? Or it was just that you didn't. You it was just like. No preface or reference you just couldn't get into it yeah we watched like five episodes and we're just we just it just seemed like nothing was happening it just seemed like these people were like the character jesse or i don't know his name in the, in the show it just he was just super depressed and and that's honestly all i remember and then there's like like the previews always showed like this weird stuff like supernatural satanic stuff and we didn't see any of that like we saw like just a couple things but then it didn't really seem like it amounted to anything so so they might have pulled the whole uh max Payne thing where they showed all like the wings and and the demons mm-hmm. yeah. and stuff and yeah. then you found out that that was just all hallucinations hallucinations yeah from the drugs which i was mad disappointed about because i was like oh is this gonna be like another constantine and then yeah yeah it's pretty stupid well they gotta sell tickets somehow yeah when something sucks they still gotta sell tickets so well what shows are you uh are you uh, excited about what shows are you watching right now shows i'm watching right now well i just got done with legion which is amazing is that and... season already over yeah, it's it's over. Okay, I'm only like one episode into this season. You should watch it. It's so it's it's interesting because the first season dealt with a lot of I don't know I I I mean it's the same like psychological trip, but then the first season seemed like they had a lot more horror a- aspects, mm-hmm. and the second season there's way more philosophical aspects to the show. So they're just diving off the deep end of the the uh, psychedelic. Yeah, it kind of seems like, like they're they're kind of just going with the, like a theme that they want. I mean, I I know every show does that, but like, and and I love that show because they don't, they're like they don't care. They're they're like, okay, if you're a dumb dumb audience member, I'm very sorry. You're not gonna be able to figure this out. But here it is. They don't like try to over explain things, but then like, but it's interesting too because I feel like there's all this like stuff that's like deep stuff that you're supposed to be getting out of it but but like the main plot by the end of it you'll you'll basically get and that's what's really cool about that show mm-hmm. and then now we switch to punisher which another netflix marvel show it's kind of slow so so what you're good. saying is you're a fan of marvel i am a fan of marvel oh, okay. 
Does that mean you don't like DC? Are you gonna are you riding that train? Or are you? No, I like DC because all the DC shows, like we watched that, and except for you said except, all the DC shows, but did you watch all the Black Lightning? We have, I want to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, it looks it looks good, but I don't know. That's, I think it looks good. I kind of I kind of fell off after this last season of Arrow and then last season of Flash well, and the even, last season of Supergirl. Well, so and, we like we still have four episodes of Supergirl left and. And every time we're like, what do you want to watch? And we're like, I'm like, there's something Supergirl. Else. And we're like, something nah, else. <laughs> yeah, let's watch something else. It's not to say it's a bad show, but it's, it's just not the best show not, for me. It's not good. It's not what I like to say is bad. It's just But it was good, though. Good. That's the thing. I actually did like it in you the second season. You just liked it because you liked Miss Benoit or whatever her name is. Yeah. Must have been it? Benoit? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's I don't Benoit, know. It's your name. Yeah. <laughs> but... But no, I don't know. Have to it's really just put my stuff out there like that. But okay. It just seems like like Supergirl can is super powerful and can do whatever the hell she wants. And I'm like, why are you always having so many issues? And then like because the show resides on the CW. Therefore, if you don't have issues, you don't belong. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, there is that. But but the other shows do it well. Like I'm never well. Okay, Arrow well, sometimes does it well. Flash consistently does it well, and then and well, actually, if you look Legends, at the order that you just put those things into, it's because each of these characters were either you have Flash, which is a main DC character, mm-hmm. you have Arrow, which is a side DC character. Yeah. He has become important at certain points, but he's definitely a side character. Fucking lawnmower! I, I mean, sorry that is that lawnmower or is that a weed eater? Well, this is, so the game, this is the game we can blower. play during the WAD podcast. Oh, Leaf Blower. Oh, he spoiled it for the fans. I it's a Leaf Blower. So, I can do, like, the play-by-play. Will just got up. Um, he's very annoyed by the uh, the Leaf Blower. So, the sliding glass door just closed. Um, it's not as loud anymore. So, he's I think he's contemplating whether or not he, want, he, <laughs> he wants to close the other window. Uh, now, he's presenting us with cookies, um, which... It's really hard to resist cookies, so... Alright, so anyway, so the Flash... Okay, so what are you saying? Flash is mainline, and Arrows... Arrows, side character. Black Lightning, if I'm being completely honest, didn't even know it existed. Alright, me neither. And then... Uh, Supergirl is definitely like a like an afterthought for Superman. It's like a... I feel like at one point they were pandering to well, certain audiences. Like oh, in the show? To, no, no, no. In the comic books. Like, they wanted to expand their audiences, so they were like, oh, let's make a super dog, and let's make Superboy, and let's make Supergirl. And then, I mean, shoot, her storyline in general definitely seems like something they pulled up, but, which is pretty much every comic book in general. In the comic, it kind of feels that way. Yeah, because they're like, oh, by the so, way, here's another one, and she just happens to have gone off course more so on the, in the time jump thingy. Okay, bye. She did a time jump in the comics? No, effectively, her brother, or her, or uh, uh, not her brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kal-El, yeah. he went ahead of her because he, um, he pretty much went straight here, whereas she took a detour because her pod got hit or something. Yeah, like that. I, don't, I don't really know. And so she never aged somehow, and that's why she's younger than Kal-El, because he aged while he was on Earth, and then... Well, she's still aged. I mean, well, in the show at least. I don't really know much about the comic. I've I've actually heard that, like, 
the stuff that they're doing with her right now, people are super impressed with. No well, because he has super. He has some pretty big. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> she, <laughs> she has some some parts in major stories, but she doesn't really necessarily have the important parts in said main story. Which is pretty much a lot of DC characters or comic book characters in general. If you're not part of the the core lineup, you typically just become one of the casualties, I guess. Well, I remember when uh, I remember when the new Injustice Two game came out. Like that was the first thing they showed in their trailer was Supergirl. They were like, "Look at this! It's Supergirl! You guys are so excited now!" And some people were. But there probably weren't enough jiggle physics for them to justify. Good point. <laughs> speaking of which. Oh, yes. Speaking of... Okay, you first. Me playing Tokyo Mirage Session. Okay. The first thing that comes up when you're freaking playing... The, you start the game up. You do the whole anime intro. It's like a freaking almost exact one-to-one recreation of an actual anime intro. The song. The, 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 the abstract little pictures or whatever. Because they don't... Literally, they like don't animate other people other than your people, mm. so they're just colors, outlines or whatever. Mm. So it looks like the whole that thing, and then when you finally meet this chick that you have known, I guess since your childhood, they pan the camera, they stop. Like. On what? On her breasts. Oh, okay. Um, and they stop there for like a second and then they like, they kind of do one of those like hesitating and then they go up. It's like, so you're like in the first person view of this other dude and that's what happens. And then of course, um, she does. The I feel like they're just trying to add a little bit of realism to everything, you know, because I'm sure a lot of guys actually do that. I'm sure they do too. So I think there's a lot of thought into this in the psyche of a man. Mm-hmm. Also, when women talk, they tend to squeeze them together and jump up and down when they get excited about stuff. Yeah. You've never noticed that. Let's get off of this subject. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to another one. All right. So. But I am actually playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions via your recommendation. Wow. What a segue. What else can you tell us about that game? I didn't even get to talk about the other, my, my boob physics I mean, if story. If you want to talk about boob physics, let's get back to it then. No, I just, so they made the, the SNK heroines, heroines. How do you say that word? Sounds right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I don't even know what character was it is. It's it's the one that has like the red jacket and the red cap with the white in the front. The blonde haired one fighter from some SNK game. Oh, King of Fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone and and now like the game like like she's got like three fourths of her boobs hanging out with cleavage mm-hmm. and and people are like, what, when did this character get? have boobs i don't understand are we talking about the chick with like the the red outfit that always has like the the lingering straps down or whatever her butt's always been hanging out and her boobs have always been hanging out she was actually one of the first to to show to show the the jiggle physics i don't think we're thinking of the same game heroines oh there it is this one this chick oh well okay i guess but I don't remember her character looking like that. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking the other character that looks like uh, the chick from Dead or Alive. Uh, and this is the part of the YouTube podcast where we display. I mean, you don't have to say it. We could actually just do that afterwards, but okay. <laughs> um, 
Wait, so are they making a new game, or are they... Yeah, it's just, it's... I don't really know what it is. I'm, I'm, I don't like super interested or anything. I Until know. I saw that picture, oh my gosh. And then Ooh. you were like, oh man, I'm in 100. <laughs> um, anyways. Okay. Alright, so, so Tokyo Mirage Studio, or Sessions. Yeah. Sessions, yeah. Pretty good game. Um, seems like so far it's like a mix of Persona and Shin Megami Tensei, which is technically the same thing, right? They're part of the same like subgenre. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure with Persona Five, they actually, yeah, they dropped Shin Megami Tensei from the title. So, okay, I think they, I think they realize that it's it's different audiences. I think just in general, the Atlas games tend to have a. They kind of do the same thing Final Fantasy does, where they take all of the their previous properties and they go, "What can we draw from to make a new story?" But still yeah. make it familiar to the people who played any of our previous games and whatnot, and it works um, so far. Um, Have you run into any of the Fire Emblem characters? Not yet. But well, the, you haven't really played many Fire Emblem, have you? I played Path of Radiance and. Mm. Oh well, okay. You'll you'll recognize characters. Well, technically, the first character, like the, the main character that you use, like his first costume looks very much like something from. Uh, oh yeah, well, it looks like Marth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, okay. So you're familiar with it from, from Smash Brothers, but uh, yeah, he's in Smash Brothers. But um, I didn't think about. Well, I turned that off because I thought they looked really dumb. You can I, turn the costumes off. Yeah, you can have them instead of changing outfits. You can have them just stay in their regular street clothes or whatever. Oh, I don't think I had the option to do that. Yet. Yeah, it might be something else that comes up later on. Huh. Okay. Because you... just like Persona games, like you can t- you can do the whole. I'm sh- I'm sure somewhere in there I'm sure there's bikini costumes because you know it's a Japanese game. Actually, oh, that game, um, that game was actually not heavily censored censored when it came over from Japan, but Nintendo, you know, is just like, no, not like Girl Seventeen, she does not have cleavage. But I don't really understand why they don't just like. Okay. I don't know why they just don't just just change the name or the age or something. Why even list the age? It's not because like because whenever you deal with Japanese culture, especially when it comes to like animes and mangas, they tend to give like full descriptions of characters. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Age, favorite food, birthday, and all sorts of stuff. Because for them, they build cultures around these characters. So then you have like people know when uh, Monkey D. Luffy's birthday is from One Piece, and so they might have like a sale on. Like monkey D. Luffy cakes or something like that on on his birthday. On his birthday. <laughs> oh my god! So it might things like that. So it's it's more of a, a culture. Okay, that's thing, pretty I cool. I think it's pretty well, cool too because it's, it's, it's at depth to characters too. So it what depth to characters? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. And then, I mean, it's 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 a form of advertising, really. You know, come celebrate, monkey, dude. T T D Luffy Luffy. That guy. Come celebrate him on his birthday and we have a big party and bash and I don't know, whatever. I guess I don't know about all that, but okay. Yeah, I don't really know what happens. I'm sure that the people that listen to this are probably trying to figure out like um how they can tell me I was wrong about that, but <laughs> whatever. Um <laughs> uh, let's see. You were wrong, Do death you wa- threat. Are you watching any animes right now? Um, no, 
because I pretty much don't have time for animes. But I did watch Dragon Ball Super, which I loved. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a beginner to anime, but okay. Whatever. I still loved it. I'm just kidding. I'm, just um, kidding. I'm pretty sure I'd get a lot of slack from that as well. <laughs> so um, wait, wait a minute. What do you think of uh, what do you think of this new movie with with Brawly? Like, I keep on seeing like podcast or not podcasts, but internet sites saying which one is better, the movie Brawly or this Brawly? Um, I think what they're trying to do is effectively take a character that a lot of people enjoyed. And one of the things that the creator said about some of these characters and all of these side movies that were made before is that the movies themselves were never necessarily canon. They were they filled in gaps of time. Mm-hmm. But even then, if you kind of if you try to work them into the to the episodes, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't quite work because of the way the time frames work. So for him, it was like, okay, so we're just gonna pump these all out, bump these all out of canon. And that was one of the characters that ended up getting lost in all of that. Plus, like one of the one of the OVAs showed like so Brawly was what's OVA? Um, original video animation. Oh, okay. So effectively, they're like straight to video. Right, right. Um, in between episodes, they typically deal with like the like the winter specials or like the like those kinds of things, like a Christmas thing. Um, but they had a they had an OVA where. Like Bardock, you know, is Goku's mm. dad, where he like ended up instead of getting destroyed with the planet, he ended up getting sent back in time, and so he ended up being the first Super Saiyan, as opposed to somebody like Brawly. That was from my, that was I think that was from one of the games though, wasn't it? No, it, it's an actual like OVA. Huh. Yeah, so like things like that that never really get ca- countered into canon because of the way that like, they came out and that I feel like it was like a what if scenario. So with Brawly coming out now. They're officially integrating him into, yeah. like the, I mean, the, they already the, had like the the Brawly girl or whatever when they fused, uh, yeah, or Kel- actually it was Kefla just, or yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, when they were together, right? It was named after a vegetable. I remember that cauliflower. Yeah, Khalif. Khalifa, something. That I don't like. I think Khalifa that's not is somebody it. else. I can't remember. Either way, it doesn't matter. Um, but then there's a level of like. Ooh, it's almost, it actually goes into nostalgia. Like, okay, so we have three movies with Brawly. Okay. Great, they're not canon, but I mean, I like that. Those are those are some of my favorites for Bio Brawly as well. Yeah, because Trunks and Goten were hella funny. That's okay. that's the one where that's where one where uh, uh, Goten like <laughs> he has to go to the bathroom all the time, and then all of a sudden Brawly like grabs him and then he pees on him. And he was like, and Goten's like, oh my gosh, thank God. I totally forgot that happened. That. <laughs> it was, I don't know. It, I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's anime, so I don't expect like this. It needs to be incredible or anything like that. Okay. It is a little, I guess it's a little weird when you, if you think about it. But I mean, again, it's not our culture, so. Well, it's not canon either. So they're just like, fuck it, let's go well, have some and fun. It, and it was considered a Dragon Ball GT movie, not necessarily. The Bio Brawly? Mm-hmm. Are you sure about that one? Very sure. I don't even think GT had any movies. GT had like three movies, I think. Oh. Is this the part where I mentioned that I like GT? <laughs> this is the part where I mentioned that you have a problem. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't. I hate. I hated how they made Trunks look, but <laughs> I I I like the concept that they made 
Goku small again. I mean, I guess Super Saiyan 4 was kind of funny looking, but mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. But I will say that... Okay, you were right. My bad, my bad. But it's Dragon Ball Z by O'Brien. Mobby. But, um... I like I like Pan. I like the little robot thing. Um, Trunks seems so pointless in the show. And then like, like they kept, they were running into these issues, and I'm like, the new Trunks or the old Trunks? The new tr- from GT. Okay. And I was like, he can turn Super Saiyan, and and Vegeta's his dad. Like, like he turned into he turned soft. Like Vegeta would be like, oh hell no, you are gonna fight. And, um, but it didn't make any sense because he could start, turn Super Saiyan and, like, he waited for Goku to turn Super Saiyan before he fought the bang bad guy. Or maybe I just don't remember it wrong. Maybe Trunks, like, was knocked out or imprisoned or something and they couldn't do anything. We're still talking about GT? We're talking about GT, which I liked. Which I don't remember much of because I didn't. You've only seen it once? I've seen it a few times. I really like the theme song, too. I don't typically rewatch stuff, so there's not... Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Especially not TV series. It's a lot of time invested. In it is a lot of time. I've watched Lost, like, five times now. So that'll probably be something that'll be recurring, how much you like Lost. Um, <laughs> I, it's been so long now. Only thing... I mean, I don't really even think about the show anymore. Only, only reason I thought about it recently is because Evangeline Lily was like... They made me get naked, and I didn't want to. And I'm like, I don't really remember you getting naked in the show at and all. And then you went back and rewatched it to make sure you didn't miss the part <laughs> nah, where you were naked? I, I have not had the opportunity. But I've watched it so many times, I, I don't I don't remember like anything. Like, you would not forget that scene. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't remember. So. Okay. I mean, how, what, what other shows have you been watching lately? And we I, had, I finished Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is just, like, hilarious show. Yeah. I watched like the first season of it. You're missing out. Um, yeah. It's a re- it's like a really like it's was... a really funny procedural like cop. Yeah, I, I remember being really funny. It's just I I've told you I can't get my wife on board with watching comedy TV shows, so it sucks. Okay, well that's unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, there's always time where. But, but we watched The Last Man on Earth, which like people were like devastated. Brooklyn Nine Nine was getting canceled, and then I was like. But Last Man on Earth is freaking hilarious. Why is nobody... Why is not... It is hilarious. But like I said before, it's Brooklyn very Man, niche. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is more mainstream. Mm-hmm. And definitely Last Man, Last Man on Earth is very niche. In my opinion. It's a good show. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it's very niche. I don't think I would have rioted it over it getting... Or I don't think... Yeah, I didn't riot over it getting canceled. Or anything, but I was like, I oh, I was very angry. Like was. Well, I mean... The the thing that I didn't you, remember the other shows that got canceled. There's a lot of other shows that got canceled. Yeah, it was um, kind of crazy. Um, well, if you really think about it, they have the same problem that a lot of shonen animes have, and that is he like it was always trying to ramp up the the drama for Last Man on Earth. So it started with him being the Last Man on Earth, and then suddenly there's another person, and then suddenly there's another person. They have to move, and there's another person they have to move, and so then it gets to a point where now you're starting to have to keep the stories going for more and more characters and then it starts to get boring for the characters that you used to love no but that's so it, oh, it didn't 
it was still funny all the way through uh which which i personally think is rare for shows to the still be funny after i mean what was only three seasons but i mean shows like the office i remember watching the office and like maybe the first four or five seasons are funny and then all of a sudden it's just kind of boring i feel like the office is one of those shows that you have to it definitely i wouldn't have been able to watch that week to week i had to i binged it it was pretty much and i liked it because i binged it i feel like if i had watched it back to back or if i had watched it week after week then it might have been different but i think because you keep all of the the characters like stories going as you're when you're binging like there's no pause in the story right Mm mm-hmm and I think the biggest problem with Last Man on Earth is that you were watching it week to week. And on top of that, they had episodes where they were just focusing on single characters. But then suddenly, out of nowhere, they'd focus on another character that they were going to bring in. Um, I.e., uh, like, Fred Armistan? Farm- Fred Armisen. Armisen's character. Which and that, like, that was a really funny arc of yeah. his. It just seemed really out of place, partially, like, with the show. Like, it was just kind of out of nowhere and then they integrated him into the story oh, i don't i don't know and i then, so i think I, they did a great job with with all that stuff i, I didn't finish the second half of that season though so I maybe don't. maybe that's the thing i talk about every podcast is last or last man on earth because i don't know what's actually that, that show in reaper i don't know if you ever saw reaper mm-hmm. as a cw show it's probably why i didn't see it but uh yeah it was great hmm. anyway uh movies we're excited about um movies cool. exist still i'm definitely besides marvel uh skyscraper i because I, I have no clue what that is it's a rock movie the what the rock mm-hmm. he's missing a leg and he's jumping off of cranes into skyscrapers and shit huh. I never it's probably it. not gonna be the greatest movie but i haven't really watched a rock movie that i didn't like it's like because they're like doom i wouldn't say was it doom's yep. a good movie oh i never saw it I think the thing is, like, he makes really good, entertaining movies. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's probably, like, the most, like, compelling actor or the most... And that's not to say he can't act. He's charismatic, though. He's very charismatic. And I think that's what draws you to his to his roles and to his movies and why they're always going to sell. He's not... I don't think he's ever been in a movie that hasn't been a blockbuster. And he's definitely always made his money back on his movies. And he's smart about his business moves because he owns the production company that makes the movies. I also did not know him that. And well. Him and his, uh, I want to say ex wife of the production company. Um, yeah. So he's really smart about that, too. Um, he seems like just an all around good individual. Yeah. Which yeah. I like. What? They're remaking Big Trouble in Little China. He's going to be Jack Burton. What? With The Rock? Yeah. Okay. Well, what, where's, where's Kurt Russell going to be in all this? <laughs> I don't know. Because I definitely feel like it would be... Did you watch really... that movie when you were a kid? No, oh, I watched part I love, of it. I love when that I was, movie. was a little bit older. I actually have it right now on my server. I just haven't watched it yet. Let's see. In its entirety. I think maybe I'll probably watch that one and report back. But I've I never feel seen... like those movies with like the cla- like the iconic roles for some of these people, like Kurt Russell, it would be really hard to remake them and not bring the, that person back into play oh, yeah. a role. Yeah, um, like it's almost like they if like they were to try to try if they were to try to make Blade Runner, twenty forty nine without mm-hmm. Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, I I still haven't seen that movie. 
bro that's that's a good yeah idea. I, I, said, I really do want to see that movie i wonder who they would have as i don't remember the characters names but i wonder who they would have as uh as his buddy in the movie and yeah. in yeah. big trouble oh you never really saw it though also there's just some things um about that movie that as much as I know it's a parody, I feel like a lot of things wouldn't be able to stand nowadays because there's some things where it would be considered racist and in and, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very, there's very tasteless things that I mean, it's just a yes. lot of movies that came out in that era. It, but it also was when we weren't as sensitive about said things. Like they were just they would say things, but everybody knew the context in which they were saying those things was that it was a joke. This is a parody. It, these other people, these actors, wow. are actually. I mean, I understand there's certain people things are a little bit more sensitive than they used to be. Right. That's. I mean. That, that's. I mean. That's for good. Thing. For good and for bad. Yeah. So. But if the thing is, like, if you really look at it, there was a lot of Asian actors in that movie that actually played those roles because they mm-hmm. know that to them it's parody as well. They're just doing it. I remember. Do you remember that movie uh, Kung well, Fu Hustle? Yeah. I. Um. I, I don't think I've ever watched it though. Yeah, that that was that was know. a good movie. But that was think, really now just now a look parody back, of all I don't really, movies. I don't really remember Big Trouble in Little China. Like, I don't, I'd have to go back and watch it. I don't remember it really being. If you, too even if you just look racist, scre- I guess. If you just look at screen captures of that movie, you can definitely tell like, right off the bat that they might have been pushing it. Well, I mean, they did the whole like they're Asian, they know kung fu, you know. So, I mean, I guess that's. Our, technically considered racist or a stereotype a stereotype and it's more of a stereotype yeah so i guess on technicalities um let's see i'm trying to think if there's any other movies that are actually coming out that i'm even really excited about the only real drama movie i've ever seen the rock in is have you ever seen walking tall He's he's a probably maybe I mean, it's he's a sheriff. It's a remake of another movie, but pretty sure I saw. <laughs> I, I forgot. Like his... I forgot that he was he was in the Mummy, as this, and they made a, a Scorpion, Scorpion King movie. Yeah. yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I told you he's he... made way more movies than I thought. Yeah, and then he just recently made like that Hercules movie, and then uh, oh, I didn't I didn't know that either. Jeez. Not recently, recently. I think in the last couple of years, he made a Hercules movie. He had like the beard and the hair and like he's doing the dang thing. <laughs> I do not remember at all. I feel like he's doing. He has the same oh, trajectory good. as uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And that he even did one of those type of movies, uh, The Tooth Fairy. Yeah. Just because he can. Yep. Oh, he did The Tooth Fairy, but he also did that one movie where he was a football player and he had the daughter. Uh, he could be the new Terminator. He could be the new Terminator. Yeah. He's definitely not going to be the Nathan Drake. Probably not. But he could definitely play Nathan Drake in the Uncharted movie. What? I'm just kidding. I just <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, I have no <laughs> comments. <laughs> I'm just saying how many people, are they get up in arms if a character isn't cast as the type of person. Or oh, the yeah. gender identity of a person. Yeah, people are so pissed about or... Johnny Storm with the new Fantastic Four. I'm like, who cares? Wait, they've already cast him? No, 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 no. For the... Well, because there's three Fantastic Four movies by Fox. Oh, because Michael B. Jordan. And, and, uh... He's never been black in the Michael B. Jordan? Okay. I don't remember what else he's been in. What else has Michael B. Jordan been in? Creed. He's Killmonger in Black Panther. Oh, duh. Okay. Wow, man. (laughs) 
Wow. I can't remember everything. I didn't know his name. That's I didn't cool. know Killmonger's name. That's cool. But uh, he, he's... Yeah, well, people will get. I didn't get know up that was him. He's awesome. Yeah. He he started off in the. I think he started off in that Friday Night Lights show. Yes, and then he went on to do like Fruitvale Station, which is a really good movie too. I I never saw that one. It's kind of. I want. I don't. I want to see it because uh, see. that director he's. Uh, Coogler. Coogler, that's yeah. Um, yeah, it was one of those movies where it was kind of like a. I want to say a mockumentary, but like not really mocking, but it was kind of like a documentary, but in cinematic form. Of the events that happened to... I can't remember the kid's name. Alright, well, this is the part where I have to entertain people. Because <laughs> he's looking stuff up. Uh, so, animes. I've seen Dragon Ball and um, Vampire Hunter D. It was it was cool, I remember, I think. That's hella old. <laughs> those are the movies that... Those are the animes that I last saw, basically, besides Dragon Ball. Like the pr- Princess Mononoke and let's see, wow. Vampire Hunter D, Princess Battle Mononoke, Angel, huh? Okay. Princess Mononoke. Oh, whatever it is. Uh, and then what, what was the other big one? Okay, so Ninja like, Scroll. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I didn't watch that movie because it had boobies in it. And is I wasn't really watching back in the day. <laughs> no, really. But now that you can, no, I don't. Watch, I remember it being pretty good. I don't watch animes for boobies. But I'm pretty sure there was like barely anything in that movie. Uh, Okay, so it is about, let's see, it is about um, Oscar Grant III and his experience in the last days of his life uh, before he was fatally shot by BART police officers in the early morning. Um, I've never even heard this name. Fruitvale Station or Oscar Grant? Either one. Hmm. On return train, Katie, a customer at a grocery store where used to work, recognizes Grant and calls out his name. This causes a former inmate. Uh, during Grant stays in jail to notice Grant and a fight breaks out. The BART officer responds to the scene. Grant is among the passengers. The BART officer attempts to arrest him while being restrained by officers Caruso and Ingram. He's shot in the back by Ingram. He's rushed to the hospital where he dies in surgery. But it was another one of those it was one of those stories that I felt or that a lot of people felt like there wasn't enough light brought to it and maybe the officers weren't charged with enough and then um, eventually, they were found guilty of. I mean, that's that's probably true. Um, like, so it's always like, and maybe it's just because I live in Washington, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's really where we want to go with podcasts. But like, like I don't know if it's because I live in Washington, but like, I'll see like, like, um, you know, the the Starbucks thing, the the two the two black eyes in the Starbucks, and then they're like, oh, you can't sit in here. We're gonna call the cops, mm-hmm. and I'm like what the what the hell what why why is this stuff happening you know and uh and and so it's made me think like okay so is the reason why it's shocking to me because i live in washington state or is it because the media doesn't cover this stuff enough but now or they didn't and now they are and so now i'm becoming more aware of it type thing um definitely i think that it wasn't as prevalent as before Mainly there was people, people would speak out about it, but there was no media coverage to support that. And also, if you really think back in the day, the uh, Twitter wasn't as strong as it used to be. Or, That's true. It, That's it, true. Yeah. With people just it's a lot like, I'm going to record this crap. Yeah. Look, look, everyone. 
Yeah, that's a... You, oh, my gosh. In 160 I, characters, been... you can get something out, you can hashtag something, and suddenly it blows up, and then the whole yeah. the whole world knows about it, and the whole world will protest about it, and they'll spread the word for a movement against that thing. Some of these videos are just so... Really disturbing. So angry after seeing it. I'm yeah. just like... I, it, it makes no sense to me. It, it puzzles me. So I would say that the dealing uh because we don't have a lot of these kinds of situations here in washington and it doesn't make our local news um most of the I maybe time, it doesn't i just don't notice no there's certain things that do make it um again it's still based on what its presence is on social media because i really do feel like no matter what a news station says they're always going to do things that get them more views yeah. so for them if something happens yeah something somebody dies every day so for them if it's not uh, something that can be sensationalized or something that can bring attention to a certain subject um, specifically that can bring more attention to their network then they're either not going to do it or they're going to kind of push it to the to the side like we're going to say it but we're not going to spend a, you know like a 15 minute yeah. segment on it we're just going to say that it happened and that this is unfortunate and then we express our condolences and then we keep it moving whereas there's other things where um uh, it'll start to get to a point where you can definitely tell that there's certain things that they find that it's mandatory to say about these subjects, i.e., well, reports come in that so-and-so spent some time in jail, or reports came in that so-and-so had a a bad reputation, and then they try to discredit Mm -hmm. the the validity of of that person's innocence in the situation. And it's, like, really crazy because it's like, yeah, let's blame the dead person for the reason why they're dead. And then, I mean, it, 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 it's always crazy because I think even more so nowadays because now the companies or the yeah, the companies that run the news stations, what they do, instead of apologizing for stories that they had said before, whenever facts come out to the contrary, they just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. The, best, the best defense in their case is to just tell another story and not necessarily about that, but to just cover it up with more news because there's always something happening in the world to be told. I mean... Really, like when it comes down to it, you can have channels completely dedicated twenty four seven to the, the amount of injustices yeah, that yeah. are happening. But they'll never have that because yeah. it doesn't make them money to do so. Yep. Coca Cola doesn't want to advertise on a network that's all about uh, <laughs> racial injustice, you know, or or Budweiser. Well, there's tons of money in there. Come on now. Sure. <laughs> um, just just remember Kylie Jenner holding up a Pepsi can in front of a, a rally because that's how you stop a, a riot. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That being said, there's no money in that. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of I money to I feel like people lost. got mad at them. Did that, that happen? Yeah. That they got extremely mad. Oh, because, extremely mad. Because okay. she was, she seemed so happy about it. Like, <laughs> like she was just like, it's Pepsi. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, this Pepsi stopped this whole riot. <laughs> no big but deal. Also, all right, that's what it does. Did you see the facing? We've got a, We've also got a new, a new work on the logo for the can. So we just want you guys to check that out. And oh, forgot we were supposed to be talking about injustices. Ah, too. I don't remember the video, but I'm, I would imagine like, I would imagine the video starts with her like strutting and it shows her from behind. Did this happen? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that being said. Um, Segway. There, yeah. There's definitely no money in those kinds of situations. Yeah. That's why they don't get reported, and that's why here you probably wouldn't hear about it unless you're watching news twenty four seven and you're flipping through all of the news channels because you know how they do the cycles and they have right like they'll say certain things for at least an hour and two or two 
and it'll just be kind of a repeat of everything. But yeah. Um, only reason why I know about it is because I'm told about these things or because of certain, uh, certain things that I follow that make me more privy to the information. <laughs> I easily find it out from Mark Hamill. So <laughs> he's pretty vocal. about. This. He's very vocal. Yeah. So I'm sure he'll, well, now we're, now we're getting in dangerous territory. We're almost in the politics. Almost, but not quite there. Not quite. And that's where we stop. <laughs> um, on to something else. Yeah. So actually, you know. I know we were trying to trying to keep on a roll and just talk about these things and just like everything that we're watching and how why we enjoy it and things like that, but I feel like one of the major reasons why we do enjoy these things and why you constantly talk about Lost. It's because it's amazing. It's Go on. Nostalgia. <laughs> nostalgia. Well, I don't want nostalgia for Lost. I well, mean, it's more of a thing. comparative thing. Yeah, for me. Okay. So when I when I say no, the, your nostalgia for Lost is the reason why you can continue, continue to like it is because well, it's because I have this internal like ranking system, and and now in my head, Game of Thrones and Lost are like, and neck and neck. But then like there's well I don't know man. What like, happened while you were watching Lost like in your life? Um. I mean, you Lost, don't have to get was, too personal. It was, but... it was six seasons. <laughs> Well, I mean, there was my ex-fiance that left me. That was mm-hmm. traumatic, but I mean, that didn't have anything to do with Lost. Actually, no, no, I don't think there's any Lost stuff in there. Uh, I was still living with my old roommate. and So would you say that you watched Lost during pivotal points in your life? No. Well, okay. You just but said... Everything- an ex-fiance, which I mean, yeah, that's but a pivotal it's point. Not related, though. But um, but the reason I why love I say Lost that, before I even met her. That's fine. Okay. But she's still associated with Lost because she's part of the season. That time period. Yes. So what I'm what I'm trying to say. Wait. So it started. It ended in 2010. And okay, that ended in 2009. So two years of it. She was. She was. I was that's around a her. Long time. Okay. The reason why I say this is because what I want to get down to nostalgia. Not necessarily that nostalgia says that you have to have like. This. Were you just trying to warp this to what you want? No. Okay. Go on. No. Um, it's well. The definition is a wistful or accessible sediment or yearning for return to or of some past period or irrecoverable condition. Also, something that evokes nostalgia. Um. <laughs> I love that in definitions. What's nostalgia? Something, Something that, that evokes this nostalgia. nostalgia. Duh. Um, <laughs> so when I think about that definition, I think about how if there are certain things that happen in your life during a certain time period. Say, for instance, for me, like I like Prince, uh, a lot of his music a lot. But there's a song that sticks in my head. And the reason why it sticks in my head is because I actually remember a certain Cue time. the music. Definitely not playing Prince music on here because I really don't want to get struck. Um, <laughs> there, uh, there's a song called "The Ballad of Dorothy Parker" that okay. I I remember it very fondly because there was a time where I was playing World of Warcraft and I was going through their. Uh, they had just done, I think Cataclysm had just dropped, and uh, so Thousand Needles went from being this you probably if you don't play world of warcraft it's gonna be kind of hard to describe all this stuff but it's like this valley with a whole bunch of these rock pillars that go right 
and then from Thousand Needles you go over into this big like salt plain. Um, and after uh, after Cataclysm, Thousand Needles turned into like a giant river with these pillars coming out of it, right? With a whole bunch of bridges connecting them. And then uh, the salt plains became kind of like a, a racing thing. It almost it almost seemed like they were trying to emulate the the whole pod racing from the from the first Star Wars first Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, anyways, so I heard that song for the first time during that. So then you meet your brain immediately associates. Uh, Is that a newer subject- Prince song? No, no, no. It's an older Prince song. Hmm. But my it's me going through the catalog. But right. it also reminds me of that time where I was discovering Prince for myself. And then, but like the fact that I associate it directly with World of Warcraft at the time has nothing to do with Prince at all. So that being said, it that's that's how it's pinned in my head. So when I think about how much you like Lost, if you think about like the pivotal po- points in your life or things in your life that you would consider important or that you would regard as like life lessons or whatever that could be associated with that time frame when you did like Lost or when Lost was actually out. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. There's like, there's, I don't think there's, it applies to my to... love of Lost, but I, I mean, I there is definitely stuff that I've had in my life that, you know, I can associate with that. Okay. I just can't think of anything right now, unfortunately. But yeah, so when I, I, I mean, I say all that to say that there's so much things that is associated with nostalgia, especially when it comes to video games, which is definitely like my biggest, one of my biggest interests, um, whether it be uh, new video games or old video games and the fact that everybody wants their old favorite video games to be beautiful to HD look. graphics. Right. And then they get mad when it doesn't turn out to be like they did, what they wanted it to be. But it's all because they don't, they remembered it a certain way. And like for me, one of my favorite games growing up was, uh, was like, was Gunstar Heroes on mm. Sega Genesis. I play it now. So I wouldn't say it's the greatest game. I'd still like it, but it's not the greatest game. But for some reason, I have a fond memory of it being like this crazy masterpiece of a game yeah I, I have the same thing and nostalgia says to me that now it the reason why it is a crazy uh, or the reason why i thought of it as that crazy game because i played it with my little brother um we played it all the time then we brought friends over we were playing it and one of the things in gunstar heroes is you can throw your partner so if you're playing single <laughs> play, if you're playing single yeah. player it doesn't quite have that same feeling and then when you do play i with forgot somebody, about that when you do play with somebody else if you guys aren't as uh carefree and you're not really as competitive and you're mm. just kind of you're playing to play video games were fun video games weren't about yeah. um and it, there's the competition of playing like fighting games things like that but then in this well, case they weren't, wait, weren't quite the experience that they are now right so um but yeah so i think back on it and i'm like okay so then what if i just played the game with my little brother again wouldn't work the same way our attitudes have changed our our our, our view on video games has changed uh just kind of like just the spot that you're in. So then if they were to make an HD remake of uh, Gunstar Heroes, I feel like part of me would never, it would never feel the same. But I, mean, I don't really like amazing, so I don't really know why they would need to. But. They wouldn't, they definitely wouldn't need to. The music was great. The, yeah, the, the graphics amazing. were great and everything. Um, yeah, I'm one of those people. I don't really need anything remade or remastered. There's really very few games that I could see that I would just be like, 
I think this should get a remaster. And even then, I've really, I can almost probably say there's no games that I'd want to be remastered. Did, um, so did you play Resident Evil Two? I didn't play any of the Resident. Oh, you didn't play Resident Evil. So Never I'm really excited. I mean, well, I'm. I mean, you already know I'm totally on board with remakes. I mean, the Resident Evil Two. Because it looks well. I would I would continue with what you're about to say. Because it brings something from my past to the future. <laughs> Mostly. The thing is, how willing are you to accept something that was from your past that at one time had, say, for instance, a control scheme? So a lot of the old video games had control schemes that definitely wouldn't work nowadays, mm-hmm. um, i.e. because now we do the dual stick thing for cameras and whatnot. Whereas other games used to do, they use like all of the triggers for yeah, like Goldeneye for, for moving cameras. I, I have yeah. played Goldeneye like, like not lately, but you know, like probably ten years after it came out. It doesn't I'm, hold up. Yeah, there's a lot of things that don't hold up, and sometimes it may literally just be because of control schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, so say for instance, uh, Resident Evil. But One you do thing- get used to it though, because hmm? I you do get used to it. Um, there's been a few. Well, go ahead. Resident Evil. So Resident Evil, the reason why I felt, uh, if you look at it, it seems like they're just going all in on the remaking and not remastering. Yeah. Because the remastering would lead them to um, pretty much, I guess, a, a problem that a lot of early, like the PlayStation era of video games runs into. And that was that a lot of them were just murals, interactive murals with, mm-hmm. uh, with 3D models on top of them. So remastering that is either finding those old files and uprising them or having to which is shocking that come like because square enix lost all their original files for kingdom hearts mm-hmm. which is shocking i'm like how do you possibly do this like, again it's still it's still in an era where like cloud computing and cloud storage wasn't mm-hmm. the thing or it wasn't as secure as it is now like nowadays the encryption on a cloud server is ridiculous because everybody's data tonight <laughs> we made kingdom hearts on windows 3.1 it is no longer compatible with the current version of windows pretty much um <laughs> but uh yeah so so a lot of the remaster or a lot of they're going from doing just remasters and hd upreses or whatever to doing remakes altogether because they're probably realizing there's so much stuff that doesn't really carry over very well like maybe back in the day resident evil was top of the line and it had had a gameplay uh a gameplay oh, yeah. loop that worked like, way better for that time yeah frame. i mean you played like a tank yeah and nowadays yeah. you just don't you can't do that yeah. people need more or they're gonna need uh crazy graphics to justify the little that they're doing well the marketing i mean the marketing point is that okay well i, I don't know how long it's been we'll just say it's been 10 years mm-hmm. and then i mean i'm sure they're like okay well well how do we bring attention back to this franchise well this mm-hmm. is our best one and there's all these new people that play video games. If we can just show them how cool this is, then they'll be like, oh, well, this is good. I wonder if part four is good. Oh, I wonder if part five is good. I'll give that a try. I mean, I guess I guess the biggest thing that I, I always get worried about when it comes to remasters, and I guess one of the, or remakes, is that the, I mean, the biggest one right now is Final Fantasy VII, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a lot of people's opinion. It's really like the one that kind of... If you talk about remakes, you kind of have to talk about. It. It's a remake that was. I think Resident Evil Two's in there now, also though. Like realistically, there was a lot. Except of for there's there. a lot of footage now, and people like for Resident Evil Two, it's to a point where they can see it and they're like, we don't, "Wow, good job." Yeah, that, that's, the thing is, this I, is what we wanted. Mixed reviews on it though. 
Oh, really? In terms of, oh. like, the way certain characters look and, like, the, oh, like yeah, the yeah, facial yeah, yeah. structure for Yeah, I people. thought Leon looked a little funny, but, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to... He's younger. I'm not going to trip out about that. I'm just... I'm, I'm impressed with, like, it looks more like... Like, it, it recaptured the horror aspects of the originals, which kind of went away from the new ones, where they're just kind of action-based. Um, not seven. Oh, well, I, I, I still haven't played seven yet. Okay. But, I mean, that's that's an outlier, you know. Oh, no, no. It was like, a, for them, they were definitely... And I think one of the things they, they advertised was that it's like a return to form. Yeah. But a but return that's to their form reboot. in that's the their, modern. That's their new God of War, you know. Yeah, yeah. So... And I think kinda. they're trying to bring all the other ones to that. Like, they're trying to get everything to Resident Evil 7. Like, level of modern-day horror. Because if you really look at the graphics of the old one, it's, <laughs> everything's just so... They're so pixelated. At the time, you were like, whoa, this blows my mind. Was look that at, on Play- yeah, it was on PlayStation 1. Yeah. So, and then you, and you look back at it, and you're like, there's no way this could pass as blood or this could pass as like a <laughs> as a deformed human like all i'm seeing is boxes you know um and nowadays they have models that are borderline like photorealistic yeah and that uncanny valley has been passive or uh, has been traveled through many a times if you you've seen if you've seen the screenshots from the newest resident evil right yeah i watched i watched it's, gameplay that's why i think it looks great i, I, I mean i'm it. It's not... Wait, wait, what? I played it. The new Resident Evil mm-hmm. remake? No, no, no. The newest Resident Evil game. Oh, 7. 7. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, played. I, I, I barely played it. I played the demo. Yeah, but I, I it's played it. my backlog. I couldn't stick around. Not because I was scared, but because... Um, you know what? I pretty much could say I was scared. Um, I have a lot of anxiety <laughs> when it comes to those types yeah. of games. like eat, And not necessarily like the diagnosable kind of anxiety, but just kind of like the... Like, the anxiety of, like, trying to figure out if everything that you've done up to that point is going to be lost because you turned the wrong corner, you know? Or because yeah. you forgot to get the key, so you're going to get into the room. Or, you, yeah, you forgot to search the other room first. And so when you get into this room, all the stuff that you did to sneak up to this room is going to be invalidated because you forgot to get the key, so you can't unlock the door to fall down into the into the little crawl space or whatever. And, like, that's too, that's too much anxiety for me. <laughs> Why? Okay, so for me, so the the ones the scariest games to me, and I don't know if scary is the right word, probably just maybe anxiety inducing was the Dead Space games, and I remember like the worst part about it is I love those games. They're awesome. <laughs> I love them so much, but like I remember every time I played them, like after a session, like my hands hurt every time because I'm gripping the controller so freaking hard. I feel like there's a difference between those ones because they build tension. Okay. And, but they build tension in an well, action what, game kind of way. Because that's what the old ones did. That's what the old the old Resident, Resident Evil. Okay. I mean, not so the seven. Not to the same degree. So the seven is like I feel like the seven is seven is okay. So there, there's the tension, but on top of that tension is like frustration. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with Dead Space, the tension is that you know something's about to happen, but most of the time you know you can handle the situation. It just might be. A little nerve-wracking to do so I, I mean when i look at when i look at i i mean i play that demo and and i actually i have it in i have the vr and when i play it i'll finally i'll finally play it in vr but um it kind of has like this virtual interactive whorehouse feel to it you know 
horror house or horror house? Horror house. <laughs> I mean, I haven't played the whole thing, so it could be a horror house too. It is not. I think it's rated M, so. For violence. <laughs> okay. So, now that that's all cleared up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess it, get, it gets back to the whole idea of... You know, I guess what it comes down to is like the quality of the of these remakes. And yeah. I mean, if you're going to remake a game and you're trying to make it for a new audience... But you you're still trying to go all to, in. You have to all go all in. That, There's no half-ass. Like the remake for, um, I guess, would it be a remaster or a remake for Shadow of the Colossus? Um, that is a good question. I mean, they so, built it from the ground up. Yeah, so I feel like it's a remake, but at the same time, it just it's but the it's same not exact a thing. Yeah, yeah, so, I, so that's more of a remaster. Uh, I just feel like remaster is mainly just uprising everything, but they actually added. Well, I mean, that the I mean, they remastered the 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 feel you know they remastered the graphics so it's oh okay I guess they didn't change anything they just remastered everything instead of just the graphics so which it effectively make the remake i think it's a remaster i still think it's a remaster i'm okay i'm pretty sure it's classified as a remaster it might be it might be semantics at this point it might be really um semantics work anyway um so now that I think about it, you know, you, you actually made me feel better about Final Fantasy VII because they're they're like, yeah, we need to bring this in house, and we need to give it the TLC it deserves. Mm-hmm. And but I already thought it. See, I thought it already looked amazing. I was already super excited. But see, that's the problem. Anything can look amazing in a trailer. True. Watch Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um. For me, it was always like, uh, and I and I'll say this time and time again, I always have I'm of a of a thought that do not show me anything until you're actually ready to show me something. Don't feel like there's oh, a lot well. of video game companies that do that. And Final Fantasy VII, which the the director are the new di- or the reinstated director of the remake. Well, um, he wasn't pretty he much wasn't the original director. I know, but I'm saying like in that in that he was working on it before, then they gave it to the other company, and then he's taking it back. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, like he pretty much said we we announced it too early. Which, oh yeah, yeah. That being, I mean, I already thought they announced it too early to start with. If they weren't, there was no demos. There was no there was no actual like gameplay stuff. It was all highlight reel. Well, they did show they did show gameplay, but it was highlight reel. They didn't necessarily show that somebody was playing the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just showed gameplay. When do you think they'll read? All the all the No Man's Sky. Um, yeah. Because technically they showed gameplay and yeah. it turned out not to be anything like that. Well, well, you know the story behind them though, right? They yeah. lost a ton of data. They, their their studio got flooded and they lost a ton of work and and uh, it, like the journey for them to get back to the beyond the E3 stage, like. I do. I do was was very emotional because I mean, he probably thought he would he, he would lose his dream, and Sony was like, "No, nah, get on our, get on our shoulders, let's go." And oh, if I come out for a no man's game, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I know I didn't deliver, but mm-hmm. like I still remember seeing them at three three, knowing what happened to them, and and just kind of thinking like, "That's awesome." That that is awesome. I still think that definitely there was there's a point of deception on their part in terms of yeah there i mean shoot there was like new laws or 
the bills that went into to effect following the release of No Man's Sky, talking about false advertisement. Well, for all I know, I mean, I don't know. Well, and now the game actually, with the newest update, looks closer to what the trailers did. Yeah, not quite, but almost there. I don't see. I don't know when they made these announcements of like this is what it's going to be, and I don't know if like that's when it flooded and they did their best to get back to that. I, I don't. I don't know the timeline or anything right. like that. Either so way, I can't speak to it. Those are st- those were the trailers for uh, still on Steam for the longest time, right? And then they had to take them down because they weren't the game at all. Because there's oh. there's a difference between cinematic trailers and gameplay trailers, and that was technically considered a gameplay trailer. Trailer i.e. Uh, like a highlight reel kind of thing, but it never quite... And the game doesn't look anything like that. It doesn't interact anything like that. Nowadays, like they said, the game looks better. The creatures look better. The the surroundings look better. Yeah, there's I, more modes. There's more things to do. There's more traversal options and things like that. But, um... I mean, I, I mean... If you're not ready to release a game, you're not ready to release a game. That's I guess that's what it comes down to. Don't announce something until you're, until you're almost done with it. And I know they're well, thinking, oh, we gotta, we gotta get ahead of the... the uh, the marketing things you have to make sure yeah that i mean i'm pretty sure that was set by sony and they give them their um god their milestones I, I think that's what they're called um and said you know you got to hit this date this date this date this date and if you're not ready by this date you know then you're failing us and we're gonna be pissed so mm-hmm. i mean i mean there is that level that you know there is the whole business aspect and they probably wouldn't be able to get back up on back on their feet unless Sony came in and helped them. Well, yeah. I don't know. I That's speculation. I guess I really am not sure on that. So, hmm. but yeah. there's a possibility for that. And and sometimes you just, I mean, you, you do like, like you got to do what you got to do sometimes. So, but that's one of the, that's one of the vices of these corporate um, studios, you know, like that's what happened with Assassin's Creed. They're like, Hey, we want to make one every year. Do it. Well, right. that you... doesn't really work. Even oh, it, though... it definitely shows in the quality as it yeah. as the Assassin's Creed went along. They didn't they didn't go up. There was one. There's like an outlier in 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 um in Black Flag that kind of mm-hmm. that everybody is like, wow, they they really changed it up. But I think they had two different teams when they're doing that. They, yeah. But now then they finally spent now even they've more time. Their game, man. They spent even more time, and this... suddenly they came out with Origins, and a lot of people were like, "I never played it because I stopped being a fan of Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed after the first one." So, um, also, I'm not really a fan of sequels. St- still on my backlog, but I actually really want to play that one. And the new one, though, I'm really excited. I don't even know what it's called. Odyssey. Odyssey. I actually think that one looks great because it's it's completely different. It's taking that whole. I, Spartan three hundred kind of thing. Well, it's the it's the RPG mold, but I don't even know what they. It's not really. Is it action RPG? I guess it's action RPG. Yeah. So, but and they, and in in effect, that you know they kind of changed the genre a little bit, and that's what they've been need to do. They needed to, to change the formula. Well, that's probably why Black Flag went over so well. Because mm-hmm. it was a it was a it was a return to kind of what the initial Assassin's Creed did, but then they added a whole different mode of combat yeah and then like the other ones were just like and traversal they're like it's assassin's creed in rome or actually i think rome's like the first one but i don't know steampunk era or you're talking about syndicate yeah syndicate and And unity yeah oh unity was the most buggy release that they've ever done unity was yeah Yeah. I, i never really played those ones 
it's just it, they weren't fun didn't seem interesting I don't know although I own them I'm pretty sure I own all these Assassin's Creed's on, on uh, Steam Uplay. are they on Steam? I don't think so no. I think they're on Uplay they could be on Steam either way I own them all I am unaware I buy a lot of Humble Bundle stuff I was like one of these days I'll get around to playing all of the Assassin's Creed's I haven't played but yeah you know, I do wonder, like, okay, so we've obviously established that Square Enix is just terrible about when they announce their stuff. But mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, I, I do wonder sometimes if some of these companies like Capcom, because it was, people knew about it. People knew about Resident Evil 2 Remake mm-hmm. way before any, they even said anything. But I wonder if these companies leak this information themselves, which probably is a better idea because people were like, oh, oh my gosh oh my gosh and then when it happens they're like oh my gosh typically it's probably somebody that works in uh, obviously public relations Mm. but it's most of the time it's just like somebody that either had the inside scoop on the story and was told here's the information you're allowed to give people they gave the information but they gave it in a way where it's not sanctioned Mm -hmm. and so therefore it's classified as a leak it's almost like samsung nowadays right now with their phones where they're quote-unquote leaking all the designs for the s9 and you know good and well or the the note 9 and you know good and well they just samsung just probably put those out there themselves yeah it's all tactic well i mean also just like (laughs) i feel like i feel like like sony they probably leaked the the specifications for their ps4 back when it came out Mm -hmm. and they're like oh yeah uh, microsoft that's that's what we're doing yeah and then all of a sudden Microsoft, oh, that's what we have to do. <laughs> and they come out and they're like, just kidding. This is way more powerful than your bullshit. Pretty much. So. No. But you know, there are, there's a lot, there's a couple of game companies that don't leak stuff ahead of time. Oh, yeah. There, there's plenty. There's like people like Bethesda who are pretty adamant about just dropping games. Close to the vest and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Fallout 4 literally came out of nowhere. It's, oh yeah, yeah. Well, they, it's because, it's because... They literally said, hey, the game's dropping in a month. It probably has to do with, like, well, okay, so that that's my issue. So they probably have enough content, like, to release so that they can do that. But the, the thing that's frustrating with Square Enix is they have a ton of stuff coming out. And they can spread it out. And they don't need to announce all this stuff. And they probably don't need a press conference. Even though they have... That's the confusing part. They probably have the same amount of content coming out as Ubisoft or Bethesda. Mm -hmm. But then they have these... I know you don't watch watch the press conferences. But they have these press conferences. And you're like... Yeah, yeah, we we already know about all this stuff. I don't... Why did you even do this? I think as avid gamers and as people who kind of watch Square Enix, mm-hmm. we know that. There's so many other people that aren't involved in the social media trails. That's true. And to them, those are the people they need to appeal to more mm-hmm. because that's the new audience for them. Right. Okay. And so that makes sense. When somebody else tells them, hey, the people who made Final Fantasy are having a press conference, then other people who may not have otherwise been interested in Square Enix would be like, oh, I heard Final Fantasy. I'm interested in that. I'll listen in. 
or maybe their favorite video game reporter will go to said press conference and then come back with all the information and say, hey, look, this is all this is a new thing. Otherwise, they can't some journalists can't say certain things because they can't be validated or it can't be uh, authenticated. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to report on something. Some of them won't report on something that they can't prove. Well, I don't know why they can't. So, so typically what happens is one of their problems is they let their their bigger games headline some of the bigger press conferences, like Microsoft and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much money they get, though. They might get, like, a ton of money, and they're like, oh, yeah, sure, we don't care. Go ahead and use this. But, I mean, if they just gave, like, a teaser there and said... There's more tomorrow. Come check it out, you know. Or since Sony typically goes after Square Enix's press conference, you know, they could even do a teaser there and say, check out more later on at Sony. You know, just something that just different. Like, I remember, so they showed the Kingdom Hearts trailer at the Xbox or the Microsoft presentation. Mm -hmm. And then they showed again at the next day. And then they added, like, I don't know, 20 seconds more with it. What other stuff to the video? It's because Square Enix that has money. Work. Yeah, to do that. Not only just from selling their games, but because Final Fantasy fourteen, which I am currently subscribed to, it it's always coming out with new content and it has a crazy player base, which I think surpassed World of Warcraft yeah. a little bit back. And on top of that, like you have, so you have monthly coming in from, like I don't know what it is, like five to eight million players or whatever. And that's like twelve ninety nine a person. That means they have enough money to hire good people to strategize for them. Or it means <laughs> they have money to, to, blow. to blanket the the market in terms of every time oh, that they okay. have a press conference, we're gonna pay for a spot here, that... a spot here, and a spot here, and then we'll pay for ads here, 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 and here. So effectively what we're doing is making sure that everybody knows we exist. And then on top of that, we'll strategize with the amount of exposure we get, and we'll put all the stuff on the sale. That makes sense. I so, can buy into that. Yeah. So there's somebody that is getting paid. But the they big have so much money. Then, the then, blanket. then uh, I don't know. But yeah. money doesn't equal production either. So yeah. if that's what we're if that's what we're getting back, it's to. true too. So you can have all the money in the world, and you still may not be able to make the best game because either your game is unreasonable, or the idea is that you're putting forward either can't be recognized by the programmers or just can't be done by yeah. the programmer. So, I mean, Final Fantasy VII, I think, is probably the perfect example for that. Yeah, you have all the money in the world. You have the biggest fan base, one of the biggest fan bases in the world when it comes to a specific video game. And You think so still? For Final Fantasy? Of, I would say in terms well, of a remake, that that is the one of the, I feel like one of the only games that really exists on a, a mass majority of gamers like it's 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 like it's that game that's out there as everybody knows this is the quintessential jrpg mm -hmm. uh well i don't think it personally is the quintessential jrpg but that it's the most popular one i can't wait for it to be on clueless gamer on conan o'brien the seven remake oh gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so people can get pissed off again right um <laughs> but i feel i do feel like because it, it it occupies a certain place in the in the gamers zeitgeist if you will um that it will always have that attention and so square enix will always be under the magnifying glass and i think that's probably the only reason why they were like 
pressured and I did quotation marks um, <laughs> pressured into releasing like footage early on. Like we need to we need to show them because we we made the mistake of telling them or leaking that we were going to be remaking this game and now we need to give them like progress updates. Which would be even I think that well, they haven't. Like uh no Oh no, no, no not okay, sorry. Not progress updates. We need to show them that we're actually doing it. We need to give yeah. them like teasers and stuff. Right, right, right. But they started teasing super early on yeah. instead of like instead of saying, you know what, here's a roadmap. This is, course, this is what we're working on. For all we know, uh, TGS is going to come this year, and it's going to just... Probably not. What's Realistically, E3 next year will be the year that it blows up. What's TGS? Tokyo Game Show. Gotcha. And, um, <laughs> most... I feel really bad that I didn't know what that was, but then the moment you said it, I was like, crap, I think I, know, I knew what that well, was. You don't, I mean, you don't really watch the press conferences anyway. Yeah. So, but... Um, I mean, it's just like... I used, I go to Comic Con, but I don't really rely on it because of the trailers, because you can see the trailers like five minutes later on YouTube. I'm pretty sure like I'm pretty sure Final Fantasy Ten wasn't even released, and they were already did a trailer for Final Fantasy Twelve. That could be true. They probably like there's like there's probably like Final Fantasy Ten. We announced that, and then next E3, hey look at Final Fantasy Eleven, and then next E3, I know Final Fantasy Ten isn't out, but look at Final Fantasy Twelve, it's amazing. And now was one of the greatest Final Fantasies. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't even know. If, like, I don't even feel like there's two teams on the Final Fantasy boat anymore. Like, maybe there's the Final Fantasy Online team, and then then the. Oh, for sure. And then the regular team. Yeah, but I don't think there's two teams working on mainline Final Fantasies. No. That's weird. I don't think it is. I think it's good because they don't work on a, an annual or biannual or triannual schedule. They work yeah. on a, we'll finish it when we finish it. Um, there's, n- I mean, I, I believe the Final Fantasies did release back to back, like seven, eight, nine. And, um, but there was like two year gaps in between those. Two, I, three I think there was only like a year and a half in between eight and nine. Because I even remember when I was younger, like, Oh, I just got. I just beat Final Fantasy VIII. Nine. What? Where did this come from? Whoa! Look at this. This is like classic Final Fantasy. Awesome. Because it's good. It's like, really good. And I was like, "What's up with these freaking chibi characters?" <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, "It does remind me of the old Final Fantasies." Because yeah. after seven, I went back and played all the SNES stuff. Yeah, I don't know. And then I went back and played the NES stuff, and that was. I feel like I, my mind was blown even more by the the NES stuff because um, three is definitely in my top five. Um, also, I like job based games for some reason. And you never played five because that's like because my brother played it. Yeah, but that's like well. Yeah, I know it has a lot of jobs and stuff, but my brother played it and he played it to to the max. Mm-hmm. So he got all the stuff, and I got to see all the stuff. So for me, the amount of effort and the amount of fast forwarding he did to get all the things that he got. I was just like, I'm not really into that. Did you like Final Fantasy uh, X too? Um, so Final Fantasy shouldn't make sequels. <laughs> okay, I, I, I did like the concept. But you're not excited for Final Fantasy X three or ten three? Are they going to do a ten three? I'm pretty sure they are. It's a little late for that, but okay. So in the HD in the HD Ooh. remake of uh, Final Fantasy X and ten two. 
there's there's like this prologue thing which is freaking weird yeah yeah that's the one and uh ooh, let's just get into spoiler territory if i talk about what happens in the prologue thing ah whatever so hey uh spoilers uh, for the end it spoils everything for these games so at the end of it um uh titus and uh yuna they like they break up they get into issues and like marital issues and whatnot and just all kinds of weird stuff. Sin comes back, and and I guess it was like, I guess it was like a fan story, but just the fact that they put it in there, and then they were like, oh, I wouldn't mind doing a Final Fantasy ten three. That would be cool. And I'm just like, I'd rather you guys remake five and six first, please, because of nostalgia. Because I I love it. Give me if they remade five, I play it. Five, you play it then. Mm-hmm. But you don't want like, you, you want something along the lines of Final Fantasy four for like 3ds. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I'm saying. I played because I played three for the after even though I beat it on on NES, I played it for, um, for for 3ds and I and I beat it and I loved it. I think there was something to be said about, um, I would. Okay, so Final Fantasy three story was a little half ass, and the characters for the story are the main characters, i.e. the, the little onion kids or whatever, the little the warriors of light. They were a little half ass, and then when they remade it, they gave each of them like their own individual stories, which was only kind of like an intro to each character, but for some reason they just added just just enough depth to where it kind of brought it into the to the modern era, and then they did four, and they said, you know what? On top of all that, let's do voice acting. Let's do some cutscenes. On there top. wasn't voice acting in three. Not that I remember. Hmm. It's because... You know, what I really want them to do. Hmm. I really want them to do a remake of the Final Fantasy IV for the 3DS, for the Switch. You know, actually, I heard. <laughs> actually, and I'm not even not even lying. I'm pretty sure I heard that they were actually going to try to do <laughs> oh, like a Final Fantasy like anthology collection for um for Switch. Something yeah. to that effect. That's interesting. So. Which it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, there's because I hate these freaking handheld. Ugh, I hate the handheld. All the the mobile re-releases. Of yeah, it drives me crazy. I mean, I didn't really like the that it's on the 3ds. The Final Fantasy IV, like that's the one I want to play. Final Fantasy IV well, is on the DS, not the 3ds. Oh, it's a okay. The DS. I, I mean, it's on Steam. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I need to get on board this three, Steam thing. Three and four are on Steam. So not that I play it again. Like Final Fantasy two or Final Fantasy four or whatever you want to call it, that's the game I've played more than any other game. See, I'm playing four right now again because when I played it initially, I think I got to um Lunar Lunaria. The I got the moon. To, I got to the freaking moon. Um and then I don't know if I don't think I ever lost a safe file. Well, I don't have it now, but at the time, I didn't lose the save file. I think maybe I just moved on to another. It's a really quick game, honestly. You can probably beat it in like 22 to 24 hours. Yeah, nowadays I'm kind of a completionist, so I'll probably be following a guide and trying to make sure I get yeah, it. Yeah, but there's time. not even even that. Like I, I I played and beat it, and I was like, wow, this game is not as long as I remember. Same with Chrono Trigger. Well, Final Fantasy, well, because Chrono Trigger technically is made to be beaten in like a couple hours, and then you could go back and do Because you can skip certain parts. Can you? 
I don't really remember what all you, portions you can. There's, cer- there's certain things where you can, like, kind of jump to the ending if you do things in a certain order and whatnot. I wish I knew where I, 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 I made that list of their their questions. But, um, was it Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy 4, I had gotten, I went through and did all the stuff, all of the, the realm of, uh, of the summons or whatever, and going through to get Bahamut and... Like, you know how you have to, like, travel further and further down? It's kind of like the, the tower in uh, uh-huh. Final Fantasy VII. Do you remember? With, uh, with yeah. Ethan? No, I, yeah. I definitely... I, I know the, the, all the fr- I know everything in Final Fantasy IV. All the, the frying pan stuff and, mm-hmm. like, all that jazz. I did all of the stuff in Final Fantasy IV when I played it for SNES. But, yeah, I've been wanting to try to do that for the four remake, but the four remake added even more stuff. So, the, for the DS? Yeah. The DS and Steam, yeah. So I, I they, don't remember they that. They added more stuff. They added, like, map completion rewards and stuff like that. And So there was, like, a, it's a lot of additional reasons to explore. Kind of something I was expecting in Bravely Default, but I didn't get. <laughs> like, I mean, I pretty much got that one ability for the for the freelancer that allows you to tell whether or not you got all the chests in the room. And then I just kind of left it at that. So, so do you want to talk about this uh, survey at all? From scoring it? Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, some of it's kind of... I feel like we somewhat segued into it. Why not? Um, I mean, a lot of it's generic. You know, it's just asking... Let's see. So... Start from the beginning. <laughs> well, the beginning is, what is your age? <laughs> So I'm 31. <laughs> it's asking what's your age and gender, I, and uh, I, I identify as male. And where do you live? I live in Washington. Okay, so apparently we're. I'm just gonna ask you all these questions. Okay, uh, and then ask which of the following platforms do you currently play video games on at least monthly? PlayStation. I mean, and there's a, there's a ton on here. Uh, ones I never even heard of. PlayStation, PC. Three I didn't know there's a Riot Games launcher. I didn't know. That's S5. for League of Legends. Tablet, you play. Um, okay, just name them all off. And GOG.com? What's, what's that? GOG, it's another platform. They sell DRM, DRM free games. Oh. Well, I'm, all right, I'm, all right, I'm done. I'm on to the next one. Also, they, they're owned by, I believe, their subsidiary of CD Projekt Red. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I mean, some of these are just kind of obvious. Like, they just want to know what people are playing, even though I feel like they could go to outside source to get the statistics for this but i mean i guess this is free anyway and then they ask uh which platform do you consider the one you play video games on the most ps4 and that will have to have a cookie really bad he, he needed a cookie i'll put that on there too <laughs> uh which video game genres do you enjoy playing them uh enjoy playing and then it lets you pick all of them that you get to play um rpgs yeah um games. and they ask how many hours a week do you play i mean these are all pretty standard i played the fifth <laughs> what is your favorite video game genre on pc and or console i mean it's it's kind of rpg okay yeah all their normal uh overall what type of gameplay do you enjoy playing on a pc and console and it's just yeah it's nothing it sounds like a repeat of the same question multiple mm-hmm. different yeah they, there's a few of those uh in general we're playing games uh, can be divided into two categories. Those are made in Japan 
and those are made in America. And it's basically in general, which type do you like playing the most? So Japanese. Too many boxes <laughs> yeah. in America. Which a little bit sucks because I, <laughs> I'm, I'm scared that now they're gonna be like, okay, well, this newer audience likes the Western RPGs better. Let's let's focus on those, mm-hmm. which would definitely. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean, the same. Yeah, they they might they might be thinking, okay, well, you know, Final Fantasy is not going to be that because that's not what it is. But Mm -hmm. maybe we need to think about other IPs that could be that. Um, they asked, uh, "Do you watch esports? Yeah, who cares?" I mean, I just want a tactic to advance three. You know, that's all I ask for. and then, as it relates to video game companies, which ones come to mind? Oh, and it just, um, as far as esports goes. But then it gave a list of, it wanted you the, um, number 13 was, which of the following companies do you trust to consistently build high-quality games? And then it wants you to rank them. And it gives you a list. So the list is, and this, I think this is my order. Oh, no, this is definitely not my order. So they have Electronic Arts on there. They have Ubisoft, Nintendo, Bethesda, Square Enix, Microsoft, Sony, Riot Games, and I actually had to look up what games Riot Games do. League of Legends, that's all they do. Oh. And then Epic Games, I don't really know what they do. Unreal Tournament, right now they're doing Fortnite, they did Paragon, they make the Unreal So basically my favorite games. Sarcasm. Um. (laughs) Well, they made the Unreal Engine, which a lot of everybody's favorite games is made with. Yeah, that's true. Um. And they, I don't, I don't the Unre- if you never played the Unreal Tournament games, those are some of the best arena shooters. Yeah, well, which I, mean, I think I'm, is a controversial. I played it a little bit, but I don't know. Well, and then uh, Activision's on there, and I can only think of Mortal Kombat, and I don't even know if they're Activision anymore. Activision does Call of Duty. Oh, okay. Also, Activision also owns Blizzard, or is this Blizzard oh. is a subsidiary of Activision? Oh well, Blizzard's on here, actually on here, and then Rockstar Games. Okay. And then I don't really remember the order. I, I'm pretty sure I put uh, I put Sony number one is trusting. I put Sony, I put Ubisoft on there, Nintendo, and then probably Rockstar Games. And I don't remember what I said after that, just because. Blizzard would probably be my number one. Yeah, I mean I knew that would kind of differ, but uh, I, tr- I trust them for. But I put I definitely didn't put Square Enix high. I put them probably six or seven maybe eight I, I bet they'll get a lot of that too mm-hmm. realistically so for them it's just going to be a little okay so we need to we need to be able, well right now yeah because it's, it's about trusting they are at that point where they're kind of towing the line as to i think they do a bad job of letting people know like i think when people think of square enix they're just like square enix Final fancy that's what they make Mm-hmm. Wait, they make other games besides Final Fantasy? They, what? They make Tomb Raider? Mm-hmm. Hitman? What the hell? Mm-hmm. And that's probably... But even then, they made, it, they made it a point to make sure that both of those were known to be made by Square Enix, but at the mm-hmm. same time, they also made it a point to know that they were made by a subsidiaries of Square Enix. Yeah. Oh, that's... that's <laughs> like the... It's just like what you're talking about when, when, you're, when you're a stepdad. No, you're not the stepdad. You say you're dad. <laughs> well, I mean, because if you really if you look at it, um, Tomb Raider is made by Crystal Dynamics. Right. They definitely made sure that Crystal Dynamics got the credit for that. Mm-hmm. And then um, Hitman was still made by 
um, ideas. Yeah. Or uh, whatever, how you however you pronounce that. And then they just dropped them. Oh, did they drop them? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought because they just did the Hitman Go. I know I heard it was. Oh, Hitman Go was done before them, but the new Hitman like reboot with the episodic content or whatever mm-hmm. they dropped that the ideas all together. Oh, okay. So I did not know Hitman, that. but the company that does Hitman currently is still doing it, mm-hmm. and that's why Hitman Two is coming out. Got it. So basically, okay. So so right now Square Enix really just does Final Fantasy. Uh, Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest. And Tomb Raider. And Tomb Raider. Really? I'm really trying to think if they do anything else. I'm sure they do. Oh, I mean, they did Bradley Default. They did Octopath Traveler. And they actually, part of me, like... <laughs> I think we're just trying to think of major IPs. Yeah. Those, I, mean, I guess Bravely... But I guess that's it. The Bravely IP is two games in, so... Yeah. Well, supposedly... Um, well, they they did a, they did a Christmas uh, Twitter picture, and the girl character not not the summoner girl wherever she is uh not the vessel yeah but uh but they had the girl like sitting on something and she was just holding playing the switch so that'd be pretty cool yeah so I w- it would suck because i wouldn't be able to play it since i don't have a switch because nobody's bought me a switch yet <laughs> um I, I guess I didn't really think about it. Um, I, I guess you're right. They they only have a few big titles, which mm-hmm. which really is weird because they're making so much money. It's and... not weird though. Blizzard only has five titles to their name, well, but they make a crap ton of money off of those because. They but they're do... all big titles. Okay, so we got Warcraft, the the, mm-hmm. the original, the RTS, and we got Starcraft. And you have Diablo, you have World of Warcraft, and then just recently you have. Heroes of the Storm, Hearthstone, and Overwatch. But those are all big titles. Still one company, though. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to say, though. But Square Enix, I mean, when you're saying that, you know, we're we're racking our brain because Nier's really not in that category. It's popular, but it's not in a Final Fantasy realm. It's not in a Tomb Raider. I don't think of it on the same level as those. Like, those are big events near, near and dragon guard have always been niche but yeah oh well, okay i keep my friend dragon quest i mean that's so they got three so oh definitely near or sorry dragon quest is like a huge thing it yeah, not yeah, be yeah a huge thing out here but it's a huge thing and uh in, in japan, japan yeah so i don't know I, I just thought that was interesting but i mean like i said this this question had to do with what they uh was about trust um and then so the next question was, we'd like to talk about Square Enix. What if, what if any, are your thoughts about Square Enix? Take it away. What are your thoughts? If any, do you have any? I feel like at this point they just need to kind of step their game up. I, you can definitely tell if you look at their their page on Steam that they've been trying to diversify. Also, it seems like they bought up a lot of smaller IPs and they they're working with them. Ooh, I forgot about Fear Effect. Fear Effect? Yeah, because they're making... Well, the I know the the strategy game they made. Like, apparently that one's terrible. Um, but they're remaking... Remake. Fear Effect, which I'm super excited about. They also did Life is Strange. Oh, yeah. I mean, that still falls in the category as... Um, as near. Although, I do appreciate that they're making these type of games. They have the Mana series. 
Yeah, but they haven't. I mean, that's not that hasn't been popular since one. <laughs> Let's see. They got the the Saga series, which hasn't been overly popular. Star Star Ocean was. They have Lost Sphere and the other one, I Am Setsuna. Yeah, still real niche titles. They have a new game that came out recently called Children of Zodiacs. I think that's a Final Fantasy thing. It's a story-driven tactical RPG, hmm. which is still pretty much their roots. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> well, question, question. Their next question after that is: Please know all the games that you know that Square Enix makes. <laughs> yeah, I did not, and I'm just going through their RPGs right now. But I, I, I mean, a lot of the stuff I mentioned. I mean, I mentioned Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Tomb Raider, but a lot of stuff I mentioned was stuff that they made so long. You know, Trainer Trigger, Xenogears. Yeah, some of these games I didn't. Oh, Front Mission, but I think NX made the initial, the first Front Mission though. And then they bought Enix, so. Well, so we are talking about Square Enix. So. Type Zero, I completely forgot they even made They make them. Sleeping Dogs. They made uh, Thief. Sleeping Dogs is a very underrated game. Yes. That was a good game. It got overshadowed by... Uh, Legacy of Kane. I, I didn't did know. I did not know they made I that. I didn't know they made Just Cause. Oh, I, I knew they made that. I forgot about that. I actually own that one as well. Dungeon Siege. But these, okay, so, so many of these tiles. Because the first two dungeons is right. by Gas Powered Games, which is here. It's local. But they're so, like, it seems like they're so bad at letting people know, like, yeah, these, these are us. Like, they really have got to do something to promote that these are under our window. And and then maybe they need a name change. Nah. To say, hey, we're not, like, well, because, I mean, Square. Squaresoft and Enix, I mean, they're all known. They're just, they're known for RPGs. Yeah. But that's not really Square Enix anymore. Square Enix is this, they're trying to be this low, large company that's really diverse. I'm pretty sure they just kind of bought up all these companies, or all these, like, small studios. Mm-hmm. Just to <laughs> build revenue. Yeah. Um, or right, name awareness. But they're just not doing it. They're not doing it. Okay. Um, so anyway, so there was that. Um, then they asked, <laughs> then they asked, which ones are your favorite game of all these franchises that you know all these ones are missing? And then of course, Xenogears you know, Gears is not on there, which very much upset me. I feel like that's a punch in the gut. Yeah. So I had the, I had the, the I had specify specify under other and the boss. which which I would imagine there's tons of people that put wrote in Xenogears, you know, and I it just makes and sense. like, okay, okay, we'll buy back. <laughs> we the, get the, it. The thing. Jeez, guys. Calm down. <laughs> um, <laughs> then when you pick your favorite one, they say, what are your thoughts about the, the Xenogears franchise or whatever franchise you had? I mean, the fact that it's non-existent and that you don't acknowledge it you ever owned it to start with, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it asks you to rate it on a scale of, one to ten of 11. how fun it is, which is a really dumb Obviously question. Like, I just picked this as my favorite game. Well, I'm gonna put it as a one. I mean, but you know, for them, they're probably also thinking if you picked it, then it could be your favorite. But it's your favorite out of the games that they've made, so you mm-hmm. may not give it. Got it. Um, is that what they asked? Or 
Oh yeah, of these franchises. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess it's not really a franchise either. Xenogears? Yeah. No, it's not. It sh- could have been. It could have been, but they didn't want to put the effort into it, so here we are. <laughs> My ears are too big for these headphones. <laughs> um... Alright, Square Enix makes a variety of games that they are they can be generally defined in the following way. Role-playing games that are designed in Japan and or tend to stylistically resemble Japanese-style RPGs. Key examples, Fall Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I don't know how I forgot about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and, uh, and games that are designed in the Western regions such as North America and Europe, such as Tomb Raider and Just Cause. In general, what describes your affinity with the following? Uh... A, I generally enjoy only role-playing games that are designed in Japan. Uh, or B, I generally enjoy games that are giant in the, designed in the West in regions such as North America. Or I, des- I like both or I like neither. But I almost feel like... <laughs> yeah. But I don't understand, like... Like, you basically already have everything split up. You know, you already... You've already have been making Japanese style games, mm-hmm. and you're bu- buying these companies that are games stylized for the West. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you need to ask this question though? Like, this is what they're already doing. Because I'm pretty sure what it comes down to is they have to look at it and they have to go, "Where should we funnel more of our money?" Yeah. What direction should we take? Um. Then they want to know how you hear about the games, what influences your purchases, uh, how do you typically purchase these, which, boring. (laughs) So yeah, that was uh, probably not as exciting as I thought it was going to be. So sorry about the boring little segment we had there. There was a few interesting tidbits, but no, that that was terrible. Sorry. Yeah, David will get better at his research and uh, <laughs> his setting up of questions because it's obviously all his fault and not mine at all. <laughs> it's definitely not my fault. Is this the part where we rate, we do our top 100 games of all time off the top of our head? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Just start it. Let's go. All right. Number 100. What do you got? I was totally joking. I'm definitely not going to do that. And I definitely want a concise list. And even my list will probably... I still wouldn't be able to decide. I'd probably have like a whole month and a half to decide a list of top 100 games. I have no clue how they... they, I don't know. They probably find a list. They probably find a list of like... Somebody probably put in all the hard work. Mm -hmm. And they would probably probably find that list. And and then they're going to go through and they're like... Oh, that could be on the list. That should be on the list. That should be on the list. But this game's not on the list. This needs to be on the list. And then, yeah, then they just... And then they find some random program that shuffles it all up and automatically puts Ocarina of Time number one. And they're like, we're good to go. Wait, so you're saying you don't like Ocarina of Time? I do, but that seems to be the one... You don't think it's the greatest game ever? No. You know what game is the greatest game ever? Xenogears? Probably. (laughs) I bet everyone agrees with us. And if you don't, you're wrong, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Um, I did see one list that put Chrono Trigger number one. Chrono Trigger is a great game. And I, but I, feel like I was the, shocked. I feel like you just kinda, you have to make those lists based on genres. You have to make those lists based on 
Yeah, like I I don't like it when they types of games. Yeah, I don't like it when they do like of all time, just every single game possible, Monopoly number one. You know, I mean, I I mean, I'm thinking like Tic Tac Toe, number one (laughs) game, all time, Solitaire. No, 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 Tic Tac Toe from the basics, man. I don't think you understand. There's like five moves total, (laughs) and you win. That's right. That's true. Unless the person you're playing against is just being a D-bag and the person who's supposed to have won like three pe- three turns ago. It was actually one of my first video games I ever made. Tic-Tac-Toe? Yeah. And, uh, so you're saying you were the originator of Tic-Tac-Toe. Let's talk about that. <laughs> no, and then what I made, uh, let's see. So I put I put like this epic, like, oh, it was during, uh, I don't remember what Rocky movie it's from, but it's, it's the music from one of their fights. And then, uh, or what? What is it? What's what's the music from Karate Kid at at the end when he's you don't remember this stuff? We should find it and play it. We should not. Oh come on! It's good. It's really good music. I'm sure it is because the music from the '80s was great. It's yeah. It's just as good as Prince. <laughs> of that, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> I really want to know what it is. But whatever song it is, um, that's why I had it playing. Oh, I know what it is. It's you're the best around. Never gonna go get. You know what the worst part about it is? I knew that it was that song. Really? I was like, "There's no way it's that song." Because <laughs> it's like it's like two. There's those. It's like it's one of those quintessential songs that you just yeah kind of assume. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I'm that was actually, my game. Wish I would have said that was my me. game. It was it was really good. Tic Tac Toe game. You had that song playing in the background. Well, you won. And then I had epic Rocky fighting music when you're playing it. Wow! So you had a lot of copyright issues going into that. I did. Okay. It was for a class though, so it's okay. Okay. Probably not, but this probably wasn't. I cited my sources, the internet. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I I probably put. So what you're saying is you actually got the music from the internet. I don't know, LimeWire or BearShare <laughs> or Napster back in its heyday. <laughs> wow, I, I kudos to you for remembering all those names because I didn't remember them at all. Why is that? I'm all forgetting about. All right, episode. getting back to nostalgia. Uh, well, I, mean, I I wasn't really trying to go back into nostalgia, but okay. I mean, I I'm going to to because I did put it on those hard work to find this little paragraph of stuff talking about the nes classic edition (laughs) (laughs) so basically they're they're just they're praising nintendo because they're making the the classic editions and the company seems to have finally realized that gamers are into nostalgia who's praising nintendo in gadget on 514 2018 but you see the caveat to all of that? So why not cash out on it? What's that? You see the caveat to all of that at the very end of that statement? It says, so why not cash out on it? Oh, yeah. And I think that right there just kind of throws it all. Um, um, I think that just kind of throws everything off. Just because you're thinking about the, if the only reason why they're making this is so they can cash out on games that they made a long time ago. As opposed to... I mean, I guess, you know... Well, I mean, it's the thing that we run into all the time. I don't really want to. I don't really think about the art form as being a cash cow. 
But if you are running a bit large company and you find out that you can sell something and that people will buy it, mm. then why wouldn't you continue to do so? Exactly. Though I wouldn't say... I mean, no matter how you look at it, I mean, money's part of the equation. True. It just kind of sucks that putting forth the effort into certain certain projects simply because they'll make money and then i guess i just look at it from well there's i mean there's gonna be two segments of the company there could be segments of the company that are like this is a really cool thing because we want to like we know we have all these gamers that love these games and we want to give them a, a platform to be able to play them again and then there's the other half are like yeah we want those dollar bills I mean, that's that's just how it goes. And then there's people that are like, there's both. What? Actually, maybe it's just justification. <laughs> Partially we want you guys to have this, but secretly, I want your money. Yeah, um, I feel like majority of the time it's just, we want your money, we want your money, we want your money. And then at the same time, it's, I wonder if these people have ever played Excitebike before, you know? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's still, I mean, I still think it's a good thing, even though I know there's other ways you can play these games, but... Not not legally. Right. But for the general public... Yeah. You know, like, I mean, my my buddy, he has, he doesn't, he's never going to do anything like that, you know? And, uh, and he wants his young kids to play it. And that's what I do. I mean, I want my baby child to play (laughs) i want sawyer to be able to that's my child's name just so you all know uh i want him to be able to play the same games i grew up with yeah so they can be the exact same person as me so he's just as awesome which is definitely not a good thing to aspire to (laughs) ladies and gentlemen do not be like david yeah it's probably a bad idea but i don't encourage anybody to be like me either <laughs> so okay. So we put on here uh spiritual successors, which we did not touch on at all. How do you feel about spiritual successors? I think that's a topic for another day altogether. <laughs> Is that the outro? <laughs> yes. Next time out? on the unnamed podcast Spiritual Successors. Good idea. Bad idea bullet point sequels I feel like the question mark was on good idea bad idea and there was no question mark on sequels at all but okay you can do that thank you for listening (laughs) we out